What up? This is the Stick to What You Know podcast, the podcast where every week we'll discuss professional athletes and actors and actresses' attempts to do music. I am your host, Veronica Garza, and my guest today is my friend and fellow New York City comedian, Carolina Hidalgo. Oh, thank you, dude. What's up? I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. We were just talking about how now we're switching tables here because yeah, yeah, we are working on a podcast together, and you're producing it. Now today, I get to like step in your shoes or whatever. I love that I can just walk in, just do whatever. There you go. I feel like I have your power now. I don't want to abuse it. I feel like Mickey Mouse right now. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. I like it. Let's just go right into it because I think we kind of have a lot to talk about, but not really. I don't know. It depends how what our opinions are gonna be. We're gonna talk about a short career on a very, very amazing guy. And this guy is Oscar De La Hoya. Yes. Okay. He is a great boxer. Yes. That's, we, we could, I feel like that podcast, if we were to talk about his boxing, well, we could go for hours. I don't know how much you know about boxing. Nothing. Okay. So what do you know about Oscar De La Hoya? What I know about him is that uh, he came from a family of boxers. Right. Uh, his grandfather was a boxer. His father was a boxer. And his brother was a boxer. So he just grew up in boxing. Right. And, uh... And, and and he just he killed it in his amateur like you know uh, career and then in his professional ca- career he did re- pretty well. Mm-hmm. He actually he he fought uh, Floyd uh, Mayweather. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I I think he did he lose. I don't know if he lost. I know recently he was talking shit about the Mayweather. Yeah, I UFC think. Fight or fight. Oh, you know what it was? It was uh he uh th- they called it a tie, but then later they realized he lost. Right. That's and what that's it was. And that's when I saw comments, people were saying, oh, he's just talking shit because he got his ass beat or something like that. He did not get his ass beat. If it's a tie, it's like no one, I mean, they both won. Not that that really counts money-wise or monetary-wise in the boxing world, so. But, yeah, I I mean, like, the fact that you're still standing after boxing against Mayweather, I I do believe that you win. Yeah, I say that, too. Yeah. The guy's undefeated, so. I think if you can just last the whole round with him, that's fine. That's and cool. and he, uh, he he boxed against uh, Manny Pacquiao. Yep, he did. And like he actually came out. I mean, like you know, he 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 finished. He retired in his thirties, so mm-hmm. like his early thirties. So he was just like, you know what? You're right. My I, uh, my my soul and my spirit is willing, but my body is not the same. Cause, right. Because he beat himself up so much and uh, with that's smart. And so he decided to turn to another kind of uh, <laughs> career. Okay. He decided to go a different way, which, yeah. you know, totally respectable because his mother was a singer, a Latin singer. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, his mother was a singer. Yeah. And I mentioned that his parents, actually, he was uh, first generation, right? And his parents were from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. He's He has actually, uh, he has a... Dual citizenship, I That's remember. right. He does have, he, he, he got dual citizenship later. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his parents are from Mexico. They they came here. He was born and he was raised in Los Angeles. Yeah. He began boxing at the age of six. Let's see. At 15 is when he won, like you said, his junior Olympic title. That's when he started like his, what is it, amateur stuff. So that was at 15. He won the Golden Gloves title in that. He was named Boxer of the Year by USA Boxing in 1991. So this is what he was like, 16, 17. Then he went to the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona he defeated Marco Rudolph of Germany to win the gold and become the only U.S. boxer to take home a medal from Barcelona. 
okay, these... And that was the most amazing thing, because his mother died, right? Right, Right before. She got sick, and then she said something. I I can't remember the quote, but he just said, I'm going to win this, basically, a long story short. He's like, I'm going to win this for my mom. She was like, she only wanted, she wanted to see her son win an Olympic gold medal. And that's all, like, that Talk was like about her. pressure. <laughs> I know. And he's like, all right, I guess I got to go back to the gym tomorrow. Uh, and he did it. That's, I, I think that's one of those very, very commendable, very commendable, like, American dream, like, stories. Like, you know, your parents sacrificed something, came here for you to have a better life, and then you fulfill this dream that, for most people, I mean, for a lot of people, I feel like that's a very far-fetched dream to achieve and he did it and he was only like what 20 oh my gosh even, yeah he was like 20 he was a kid and that's amazing it's I, a young man's game that's I, why. Still, I still haven't made my parents proud so <laughs> that's just that just makes me feel all kinds of things i'm the same way because uh, i i can barely pay rent there you go so and i'm in my 30s it's it's the little goals yeah. i think we're doing okay yeah we're doing yeah, right. yeah. From there, he turned professional in 1992, so right after he got that gold. And in 1994, he won his first first professional title. Let's oh, good see. for okay. him. Good for him. He's yeah, because right he, he went with, like, uh, featherweight and then lightweight. So he kind of, like, yeah. kind of gained a little more muscle mass as he grew up and as he went through, sense. like, puberty and stuff like that. And that's smart because in his 20s, yeah, he just started to, he casually put it on and he just he just ended up being amazing. Let's see. Uh, when he won the IBF lightweight title, his overall record was 18 and 0. So that was in 1995. So he was, yeah, he was killing it. He was on top of his game at that point. And, but here's the thing. People would call him, his nickname was golden boy, mm-hmm. which I feel like that, that has like two meanings. It's like, Oh, this guy's amazing and perfect. But also for me, it makes it come off like as a pretty boy or something like that. Which uh, he well, was. He, he was a pretty guy. He's a good he looking a, guy. Yeah. That's, that's the weirdest part from someone who gets like so many headshots, you know? He's, I know. Like, 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 I mean, he gets hit all the time, and he's still pretty. Yeah, good for him. I, I've only gotten hit in the face like four or five times, but I look like I've maybe been boxing sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I wake up and I was like, you need to just get some stuff done. But yeah, yeah, he's a pretty boy. But he actually, with this nickname, he kind of faced criticism because they thought maybe he wasn't fighting people that were like quality enough. Oh, is that what it was? And oh, yes. there's always going to be haters. Then there's haters, and this was in 1996, so he ended up fighting Julio Cesar Chavez, and yeah. that, that was, like, you know, very well known in mm-hmm. the Mexican boxing world. But that was interesting, and he ended up, as far as, like, the fight went, he was declared the winner. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. So he set his mark. Yeah. And so, I mean, we could talk a lot about his boxing, which is cool i mean but i feel like neither one of us knows enough to really discuss it we just know he won cool he got heavier cool he was quick he was good he had a pretty face but why we're here today is we're going to talk about his i guess i would call it his success not in the ring and i say success loosely because we're going to discuss his attempts to tackle music or just to be the golden boy with, I guess, a golden voice. He's the man with the golden voice. There you go. <laughs> how, well, well, how, how do we say it in Spanish? La voz de oro? De oro. Yeah. I like La that. La voz de oro. La voz de oro. I like it. I like it a lot. And I like the fact that it was like almost like a nod to his mother. So, mm. and you know what? I mean, good for him because he quit, what, like 2009? He mm-hmm. quit in 2009 after he lost in 2008. So he had a few months to, like, think about it, and he was, like, realizing, like, okay, i I got to go a different route. 
And so he talked to his publicist, I'm sure. And then they're like, well, what can you do? He's like, I can sing. And that's that's what happened. And I've, I've thought about this a lot of times. You're right. Like, when you get that level of success mm-hmm. and you're kind of on top of the world, everyone's kind of like, they're, they're not going to tell you no. And right. that's sometimes what I worry about because one of the reasons I kind of started, I, I thought that this podcast would be interesting is that idea of telling these superstars no. Because mm-hmm. when you're like on the very top, like no one can tell you anything. And I today it's I feel like it's going to be win or lose. Um, because <laughs> Or draw. Yeah, win, lose, or draw. <laughs> we'll declare a victory. That was good. I like that. Because his mom was a singer, so where? why do you tell him no? You're like, you know what? And he was a boxer. It's like he's already fighting adversity, so why not let him have this chance? Literally I, fighting that. Fighting good it. one, Brian. Oh gosh, I like it. We're going to kill it with this. Oh, like All these yeah. puns. It's good. So he was like, I'm going to sing, so I'm going to put out this album. So in October 2000, he released this album. It was a self-titled album called mm-hmm. Oscar de la Hoya. And it was produced by Rudy Perez. And I don't know if you any, know anything about him, but yeah. you do? What, what well, do you I know that he worked with his uh, now uh, current wife. Oh, really? Who's his current wife? Uh, Millie, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot her name exactly. Uh, it's like, uh, well, it's his wife right now. Okay. And so what happened is, like, you know, he was having a hard time, like, trying to figure out how to be passionate while he's, like, singing these songs and everything. So his uh so Rudy uh decided like oh well you know what I'm going to show you like you know what actual real like passion is like so I'm going to show you a music video about from this woman and she is great Oh yeah and that happens to be his wife now That's cute Yeah I like that story And you know what I watched one of her videos it's pretty good Oh nice Yeah What kind of music does she sing Uh Spanish nice she she's very spanish interesting yeah Yeah, that's good to know i'm gonna have to check her out uh millie uh uh millie yeah it was that j i don't know how to pronounce so i don't think i'd be she's a beautiful woman she's great i'm gonna say she is hot yeah very hot but his album oscar de la hoya it was released in october of 2000 and how well do you think it did i know you saw this it did really well it did so it i i I mean, it was nominated for a Grammy. Right? Yeah. So I I do believe that he was, I mean, maybe something, I mean, I don't know, because I heard a few of the songs, and one of them is really, really good. And the rest of them was kind of, like, funny and ridiculous. But uh, it was definitely nominated for Grammy. Maybe uh, it was was Best Pop Album Latino is what it was nominated for. Yeah, that's what it was. I think, like, they just tried to push his career so much because like his boxing career is right. over and maybe he's just not like a good sitcom dad right you know he's like you know like th- they, they went with his strengths right okay that's so, smart that's smart that's what you do with a boxer mm-hmm. you work with what they have and you work on your weakness as well but i guess at this point in the year 2000 in october when he released this album they were like this guy has no weaknesses he's going to be amazing and when the album was released i guess it, i would say it did fairly well it ended up being i believe on the on the Billboard Top 200, it ended up being 121st. Oh, which not honestly bad. that's not bad. It's it's a Latin album from mm-hmm. a boxer, and it was on the chart. It was like on the charts for about four or five weeks. 
That's not bad. That's you know not what? Bad. Considering like that's like your first time trying a whole new career, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good. And it's interesting. I don't know if you looked it up or anything on on Amazon because I looked up the album just to kind of see if I could buy it. And if I want to buy this Oscar De La Hoya CD, it's $32 on Amazon. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't find it on Spotify. <laughs> I tried to. Apparently, uh, the the powers that be have no, you know, relationship with Spotify whatsoever. So I guess it's like, it's kind of like an album that kind of came and went, even though it was a big thing for those four to five weeks. It was a big thing. And it's $32. I, I don't know if it's because it's so hard to find or it's because... They burned all the copies, so the ones that you have now are collector's items, or maybe just we're missing out and people think this thing is actually awesome. And I also do a couple. I, I, it's a I little like bit it. of all the columns. It's a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think so. It's a little bit of each one. It's not losers. <laughs> it's a draw here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, his na- he, he is still a household name. Everyone knows who Oscar de la Hoya is. Right. It's just, yeah, I, I think especially yeah, growing up in the 90s and the 2000s like we did, it was kind of, even if I didn't pay attention to him, I was well aware of what, you know, he was, he was a good boxer. He is a good boxer. That was the second thing I told you about. I was like, yeah, you know Oscar de la Hoya? He's a boxer. And he came up with, a, like, a, you know, record. And uh, that was, like, the second thing I knew about him. That's all you really need. Oh, and third, I guess we could talk about his cross-dressing or that one picture. But that's that's not Joe important Namath today. Joe Namath did the same thing. He's he was an just artist. trying to do a Joe Namath thing. He's you know? Exactly, when he yeah. wore the pantyhose. But I feel maybe that Oscar De La Hoya is more of an artist than we know. Well. So he's trying to express himself. I can't wait to get into that. <laughs> but did you read any of the Amazon reviews? If you want to see them, I'll show you. No. Here, check no. it out. Check it out. If you want to read one or two. There, there's really good ones? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I like it. I was very skeptical about a hardcore boxer singing. I had no idea he was a boxer. Wow, this is someone who had no idea he was a boxer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is a very, very long-worded, uh, really great review about it. There's a lot of good reviews in there. Yeah. Someone said, this is the beginning of a new Latin star in the music industry that came out in 2001. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) That's too bad. But some people said, beautiful voice, great music, love, love, love this CD. So I I do believe that a a lot of people do enjoy it. Even people with two stars have a lot to say about him. So obviously, he is a person to talk about. There you go. I mean, they talk about Luis Miguel. Like, he's kind of like Luis Miguel. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, like, that crooner voice. That Rudy guy, I think he worked with Luis Miguel as well. Oh, no way. Luis Me. Yeah, there we go. I love it. Nice. And I'll also mention that when he put the album out, he put it out in both English and Spanish. Ah, that was smart. So look at this force. Oh, my gosh. He's he's already, he's taken over. He's what I guess you could call him one of the first crossover artist during that time well like that was like what i because you remember ricky martin when he came out so he came ricky martin came came out right around that time 99 2000 was that happened yeah so when ricky martin like got huge with you know uh la vida loca yeah i think that was when they're like holy crap we could totally do this because we can get like a uh, like an amazing singer, an amazing performer with like long hair and super gay guy to make to make him like the American teen heartthrob, and they pulled it off. They did. So they were like, Oscar, you're next. Yeah, I had friends for years that were like 
Ricky Martin's not gay. <laughs> they can I, deny it. <laughs> I grew up in Mexico where a lot of people were in a lot of denial. Just because they were in love with him, not, like, you know, they didn't have anything, anything, any problem with uh, gay people. But they're note. just like, but I want to have a chance. I'm like, but Pilar, <laughs> you're 400 pounds. I mean, you're a beautiful woman. You really are. You're, 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 you're awesome. But he's gay. <laughs> I've had that conversation. <laughs> I think we all had to have it with a lot of people. <laughs> Even despite the fact if he was out or not, good for him because he opened the door for Oscar De La Hoya. Do you think Ricky... That's a really great theory, that Ricky Martin opened the door for Oscar De La Hoya to have his debut album. Yeah, he did, because that came out right after, I believe. I can't wait for the second album. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 16 years <laughs> later. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta, you need to, you need to keep people like on the edge of their seats, and then when you hit, you hit right. He knows he's a boxer. He knows he knows timing. So, oh, you're right. This is he's playing us all. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> we just we're just pawns. We're so pawns. Falling into his is like big, like a thing. Like he's, he's controlling a, all of us. He's a tiger. Yeah, we're we're the antelope, or we're the <laughs> he's lions. We're antelope, and he's just gonna pounce when he's ready. He's a fighter. He knows what he's doing. And you heard it here first. There you go. See, we're I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm glad <laughs> we're discussing this. I didn't know this. You have to step outside a little bit, but okay. So in this album. Mm-hmm. You listen to it. I listen to three songs on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. And so I know for sure one of them on there is Venami. Yeah, Venami, uh, uh, or Run to Me. Right. Uh, that I think is like the the big, you know. Right. Single. That one actually, I have to say, is the shittiest one. Is that's the one though that's written by the Bee Gees, right? Uh, is it really? I believe because the Bee Gees helped them with this. He got the Bee Gees. Oh, Barry Gibb, Maurice, Ernest Gibb, Robin Gibb, and Ruby Perez. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I, I have to disagree with you here because I love the Bee Gees I've, so the, much. The Bee Gees are the best, one of the best songwriters in our time. Definitely. I've always said that. I've always, I've always, I have many Bee Gees albums. I, I, I will. Saturday Night that, Fever Put album. that on my tombstone. <laughs> I have many Bee Gees albums. No, like. They are one of the best songwriters of all time, and that's that's true. That's very true. That's a very valid statement. Absolutely, few people would disagree with you. I just I was just very surprised when I saw this uh, at the paper. I I can't believe it because the song, like the lyrics are okay, but the song didn't like. I I don't know. Like I I just didn't get into it so much as the other songs because the other songs were more like Spanish, like you know, like you you know when you listen to Spanish music, you know it's like really fast, like you should be running through a supermarket. How do you... <laughs> I don't know why. I, I can see. That's right. I mean, we're used to running, so that we're always scared someone's chasing us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I, I wonder, what do you think, how do you think the conversation went when this Rudy guy was talking to the Bee Gees, like, to get, the, to get them to write this song or work on this album with Oscar De La Hoya? I think that's... Actually, I wish I was a fly in the wall on that. Uh, I, seriously, like imagine like Oscar de la Hoya and like Rudy and like maybe his manager with the Bee Gees just sitting there, be like, "Can you? I mean, can you just like write us a hit song? Can you like work with us?" And they're like, "How much?" Mm-hmm. And then that's and that was the, end of the story. Yeah, that, that that makes sense. That's a very that's a very I think it makes story. sense because uh, 
Oscar De La Hoya, like, he didn't have any, like, I mean, other than the fact that he has a background in uh, music because of his mother, he just, like, came in. So maybe right. they just gave him a big fat check, and the Bee Gees were like, oh, of course, and why wouldn't they? They're very talented. I really need to listen to the song again because now I, I, I need to give it more due process than I did before. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. One of the things I think I when I mentioned the Bee Gees, you know what I think also makes sense? That, okay, so his parents, he was born in 73, so his parents had moved here maybe 72. Oh. So they moved here, and it's right as disco's on its way up. Right. Bee Gees are definitely top of the charts. So if they didn't know English, I assume maybe they relied on pop culture. So maybe I assume, if maybe I don't know, I tried to look and see if this was like his pipe dream, when they go, who would you want to record with? Who would you want to write your album? He's like, the Bee Gees, because he's already got this gold medal for his mom. Maybe he was like, Oh, my parents would love, or my mom would have loved the opportunity to meet these guys. That was her guys. other dying wish. <laughs> we didn't know she about that. She had a couple. She had a yeah. couple. She's like, one, give me a gold medal. Two, record a song with the Bee Gees. <laughs> oh my God! And then she went down the list. No, and I'm and he's glad. Like, oh, just die already. <laughs> but he's been crossing a mile as he's going along. So you know what? I I have mad respect for the guy for doing that. His mom said it, and he did it. So good for him. Wow. That's amazing. Now, I, I got to listen to this song again. This guy's becoming more and more of a genius the more we analyze this. It's a, it's awesome. Like, I and mean, he, he's just like, a, he was just the, at the best, and he was at the top of his game at one point, and he quit right when he realized, like, he had to quit, and he decided to do this other thing. Like, you know what? I like it. If I take watercolor painting one day, I wish people would respect that too. Like, Do you want to become the Oscar De La Hoya of water painting? Definitely. De- that's that's, that's a- going to be on my deathbed. <laughs> I'm going to ask my son, 40 years later, can you please make me the watercolor painter uh, of, of the century? All right. You're piecing that together. I like it. <laughs> and and, and I, I would like to mention also it's interesting for him for him to have this type of success since we're both Latina. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I, like as a Mexican-American, I'm like, this, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. I like this. But we haven't listened to the song yet. And I know if you listened to it a couple times, but I want to go ahead and play it for you and also play the video if you want to watch it well. I really want to now because now I want to watch it like with like everything that I've learned and everything that uh, we've talked about. Like I, I feel like I'm really going to like it a lot more than the first time. Because oh, yeah. y- you know what, how it is with uh, music videos from that time. It's very uh, of its time. So you, it's easy to make fun of the hairdos and, and, the, and just the, the clothing and the like clothing the style. But maybe... For some reason, it might transcend that. We'll see. Let's see. So I printed out the lyrics for you, so you have the lyrics. Uh-huh. And I'm going to mention that we're listening to the Spanish Spanish version. Oh, yeah. It's very we're, important to, to do the original version. Right, because you know, the words are going to have a deeper effect. I feel like they have more mm-hmm. impact. So I'm going to play it, and I'm going to let you listen to it, and I'm going to play this video, and let's kind of just... See what our thoughts are on this. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. I'll play it for you. So let me know if you can hear it. Okay. There we go. Okay. It starts off with these lights. Oh, he's thinking. Oh, I like it. Blue dress. These candles. Pink Amar. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not karaoke. Go ahead. 
Oh, these lyrics are good. Que te haga confiar. There you go. Busques más. He's already telling her. So into mirar. I like this. It's kind of obvious. You're right. It's really great. It's just it's just like this guy who's like likes a woman. He has a pretty face and he can sing. Look how soft and. Although you know what, at that time he should have joined an emo band. Yeah. Because he's got that look and that voice. The beginning, that sack. Oh, look at the sweater. It's kind of see-through and mesh. I don't know what's going on I could on see here. they were just reeling off like the in sync fandom, you know. I actually thought because this came out in 2000. That's when in sync was, was like their second bye, album. Bye, bye their or second something. album, yeah. That no strings attached album. But the way this is shot has that lighting that a lot of those those uh, videos of the 2000s have. Yeah, and uh, smoke machines were high in demand in that time. I still want one. What are you talking about? I, I would love, love one. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? me I want to turn one on and just open the door and be like, I know. There you go. Yes. All right, so he's at a party now. He's still talking about this woman. Oh, I love this. Go ahead. Lo que más quiero. Siempre tú. Yeah, there you go. No Don't look anymore because Estoy en tu vida. I'm right here, right in front of you. I'm just a guy who's a boxer standing in front of you, the extra, asking you to love me. I, that, it's a tear sweet. to my eye. There we go. It's a tear to my eye. The Bee Gees know what they're doing. You know what? It kind of sounds a little bit like a how deep, deep is, is your, your love. love. Oh, oh my gosh. High five. You're high fiving. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because that's one of my favorites. Oh. oh, that's one of my favorites too. Woo. Yes. Tragedy. Yeah. Sorry. He's, he, <laughs> he's working the camera. He's working it. I think, you know, you know if, if he can sing, I'm sure he could act. And he's doing the thing here. He's making up this girl or kind of serenading her. Well, he, yeah, he should definitely do, like, cameos on, like, uh, you know, Parks and Rec. Well, before then, uh, Simpsons, maybe. Or, you know, just, like, show up and, like... And, and maybe do like a thing like you know how David Hasselhoff had his music career yes. and kind of parodied that later. Yeah. They should have a thing like that where like the South Park boys are huge fans of Oscar De La Hoya's yeah. music, and he he could do a whole episode on that. They made fun of J Lo, which is one of my favorite episodes. Ah, of course, <laughs> I love South Park. Nice. They're really good. I wish they could make fun of me. That that will be on my deathbed. <laughs> So many things. Make I, fun of me. You're only saying this in front of me, so now it's my burden to make sure this is carried out. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. So the song is ended. Okay. It's a great... It was a. It was actually a very How Deep Is Your Love. Which, that's amazing. So the song, it should have... In the 2000s, it should have had a higher placement. But if you think about what he was competing with, Ricky Martin, there mm-hmm. was Christina Aguilera, 
oh, J-Lo right. was out. Ashanti, just to kind of throw out those little pop artists and R&B, whatever, the deep sounds mm-hmm. that during that time. So I feel like maybe he was just, one, people weren't taking him as serious as they should have. And two, he just was up against really good competition. That's probably what it is. He should start now. Right? Because yeah, music sucks now. He was, But he was validated because he did get nominated for a Grammy. Mm-hmm. He lost, but he still got nominated, which that's his first, first album. I've never been nominated. I mean, that's amazing. I haven't yet, so <laughs> I'm just going to wait around. I mean, if he can do it, I think I can. Mm-hmm. So I want to know. He's a hard worker. <laughs> he's in there day in and day out. There you go. You know what he does? He, he works hard. That's why he's so successful. So... In your opinion, do you think he should stick to the boxing world, to what he knows? Oh, no. No, okay. no, no. You should leave out when, like, I mean, especially when uh, that loss to Mayweather mm-hmm. and Manny Pacquiao, uh, you know, boxing. And, like, he should just, like, end it there. He should uh, just be like, that was a great career. That was awesome. Maybe he can have his own, like, TV talk show. I would love that. Yeah. Oscar. Yeah, Buscar. Uh, that would be amazing. I think he would be great in uh, any other way, a different way. Uh, you know, he could be a television personality. He could do what all other football people do, just do commentary. Commentary. I think he, and he does that too. He he has, a, it's called a Golden Boy Promotions. Oh, that's right. And they yeah. promote, they do boxer promotion, and he's very much involved in that. Which is great because he's kind of trying to keep boxers from kind of getting swindled. He's kind of like the anti-Don King, if you will. Right. And he talks about how he's definitely very involved in that because he knows he knows what it was like when he was younger to not have direction. So he tries to help his young fighters and he promotes them and makes sure that they get paid, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. I'm glad that he's like getting involved in that instead of like doing like dipshit stuff, like right. getting like a limo with a pool in it or something. Right, which would cool, still be cool. I mean, cool. It's, it's okay if you can. He, I mean, if you could do it, just do it. He could have done that but, in the video. I feel like, that been cool. <laughs> like the girl would have been like, yes, don't even have to sing anymore. Bring me this limo with this pool, and I'd be in love with that. And he's got three kids, and like. No, he has more than three kids. Does he really? I think he has He has five kids. No way. He has. The one with that, Shauna Mokler, right? I remember yeah. her, and then he has one after that with uh, the wife now. Oh, two, two with her, and then I think he has two from before that. No way! I'm serious. How, am I one of them? <laughs> Oscar, <laughs> dad. He's everywhere. He might be. We don't know that. I, I mean, mean, he's like 42, so that would have been weird for him to have a child at five. But Maybe his mom said something like, one of her, her third requests is repopulate the earth. <laughs> and he's going to do it because he's already did He's the going down two. the list. He really is. He's just I, scratching everything out. Okay, yeah. I think, I honestly, I agree with you. He should stick with boxing. <laughs> that's, cause that's and make beautiful babies. And make, make beautiful babies. And... I've said this before. I said this about Paris Hilton. Maybe dabble in singing on the weekends. I, I agree with that. Do it in the shower. You know what? He could maybe become an announcer with that voice. Yeah. And bring people, sing the national anthem. Oh, that's a hard one, but I think he could do it. Like I the Mexican or the American? That's what I'm thinking. He's got to do both. Oh, man. This is it. We've, we've set remix. out a plan. For, now he's got to deal with our list of demands for him. <laughs> Because we're almost on our deathbed. We don't know that. We might be. <laughs> Shit's fucked up out there. I can see it. Please. Uh, that That is our plea to you. Oscar. Oscar. 
Because you're listening, obviously. You don't have shit to do. We know this. You Google your name, like and you'll know that we're listening. He, we're talking I'm sure to you. He, he looks like he Googles his name. He's a pretty guy. He yeah. has to know. He wa- constantly wants to know what he looks like. Oh, yeah. I respect it. I think he looks great. Oh, he looks fantastic. I mean, we all do. All, so, all the Spanish people. Oh, yeah. We age well. We're good. Yeah. Um, until you're like about 80, and then you look like you're about 300. I'm gonna, And I'm going to, you, you shrink about six inches. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of every day. I'm like, you're never going to be as tall as you were yesterday. Oh, that's totally right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to look no. at it. Literally but. look down on you one day, 50 years from now, and you'll be like, you'll be a box. <laughs> the tiny you'll be, mix. No, you'll be like that. tiny. <laughs> yes. And I, I just have to carry you around. Like, like you know, Ferritor and Mortal Kombat. It will be really cool. I like this idea. Yeah. So many plans after today. <laughs> but I'm glad we agree. I'm glad mm-hmm. we agree on this. Mm-hmm. So, Oscar, stick to what you know. Yeah. But and you're a professional. He's very smart. And uh, he's around really good people, obviously. Good. And good for him. Yeah. And... I just want to say uh, thank you for doing this. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you for having me. to do this. This, is, this has been fun. I'm glad I learned something new. Right? Isn't it interesting? We leave here smarter than when we came in, and that's really what counts. That's probably what it is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so do you want to plug, like, your social media? Where can people find oh, you? Oh, Carolina does okay. Spelled okay. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have a podcast yes. called Escuela Sangre. And that should be out this oh. month. It's gonna it's gonna be out probably by the time this is out. Exactly, um, that's what I'm kind of timing. I got to go back and work on that. And it's will be in Spanish. All ninety uh, percent Spanish, and some of them eighty seven percent Spanish. It's every now and then. So it's very you know just listener friendly. Yeah, cool. Well, and and so I look forward to us releasing that and people else listening to that. And I'm just gonna wrap it up. So stick to what you know, Oscar. Later.